Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. Today, I am talking with Yolanda King, who is a business confidence coach for Christian female entrepreneurs. In this episode, we are talking about how to reframe your beliefs around money so you can stop self-sabotaging, the mistake you're probably making with affirmations if you think they don't work, how to steward what you have now before the financial increase comes, action steps to get your finances in order, and then at the end, we share some excellent resources so that you can dive more into this topic. So I can't wait for you to listen. This is a power-packed episode, so let's jump in. Thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much, Natalie. I'm excited. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to hear kind of like what led you to start your business. Um, What was your journey like and how did, how did you get to this point of business confidence coaching? Yeah. You know, the journey here is really interesting because I think at heart, a lot of women can relate is that you were created like with the heart of an, uh, like a mindset of an entrepreneur, that creative, that constant visionary, um, you know, dreamer, dreaming bigger than life type of thing. I think I've always been that way, but my heart has always been like helping the people. So naturally when I was in college, I was like, I'm going to go change the world. I'm going to be a social worker. I got my degree. I was um, in child welfare for a very long time doing investigations, working with foster youth, but I just felt that stuff, right? That thing that very many women, um, feel. And at that point in my life, I was going through a lot of different changes. Um, you know, my marriage was very rocky, um, very uh, broken relationships. I had tried to start a nonprofit organization um, that was a dream of mine. And that quickly became a nightmare. I had to shut it down. Uh, There was a lot of things happening. And in that, I almost um, went completely bankrupt because I was managing my finances horribly, like um, addiction and spending and buying stuff that I didn't need to. And honestly, I feel like um, a lot of people might say, like, have different perspective on Facebook ads. But honestly, if it wasn't for a Facebook ad that came across my way, um, I don't know what my circumstance would have been because I found hope in starting my business. I was so broken, um, especially from girl relationships um and i'm going to use a term on term hate (laughs) and i don't like to use that term a lot but that's the reality and the worst thing is that it came from believers and so i was like that's really interesting how there's a lot of um insecurities 
with believers and unintentionally sometimes you you hurt people and so from that I became like very obsessed with the whole personal development confidence empowerment um, and I spent a lot of time in that just because I said I don't want anybody to hurt me but I don't want to hurt anybody else because I found that a lot of my, those insecurities were also inside of me mm-hmm. and so I was like nope I'm gonna go and change the world and you know what I mean? I'm going to empower other believers um, to become confident in who God called them to be and to unite so we could expand the kingdom of God together. So in a nutshell, <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. I love that. I always love hearing people's journey of like, you know, connecting the dots, how they got to the point that they're at, because I think um, it's just so interesting to hear how we all have kind of like a, like there's like this bigger purpose that's like, been around with us for a while like so like there's like a thing that's always been really important and it can show up in different ways um and you know there's different assignments and and different lessons along the way where it's like we need to you know experience those hurts or whatever like as painful and hard as it is in the moment um I feel like that's where the big transformation happens I know that's been very true in my life, like some of the hardest, most stressful times or, you know, unexpected times in my life have like, um, you know, there's been like massive growth after that. So. Absolutely. And I think, well, two things, when you were speaking, I kept thinking of a, like a diamond and I don't know if you know the process of how to get to a diamond, but it's not all nice and glamorous. It's actually like really ugly, but the refinement and the constant just kind of digging up, you get to that beautiful diamond that's sparkly. And sometimes that happens to us. And I like to see out now, I like to see those things as a blessing that God has given us because that allows us to share our message, to share our story with other people and really make that impact that as believers we need to make in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, well, and you mentioned, um, which kind of leads us to the next thing here, you mentioned about, um, you said you almost went bankrupt and there was a lot of like financial struggles. And I know something that you had shared with me before is that like this topic of um, stewarding stewarding money well has been really on your heart. Um, and I would love, I would love for you to like unpack that a little bit more in terms of like what that journey was like for you and why it's so important to you now. Absolutely. So, okay. So let me backtrack a little bit. That that time in my life, I was already going through a lot of um, financial devastation. Um, and to top it all off, I'm such a person that go, like, as soon as I get an idea, I get really excited and I go gun ho and invest on things I shouldn't. <laughs> um, but what I did find is that spending um, money was also correlated related to emotional management. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You've heard of shopping therapy. You've heard of all these things. These things are really addictions. And I think as believers, um, those things could add up. So that was just all a buildup of patterns that I've like had since like I was very young. Um, so when I found when I became an entrepreneur, I had all kinds of like messed up money stories. Um, and all money stories is, is beliefs that you've had uh, repeated over time. That's what stories are. Um, So I've had messed up money stories that has impeded me 
one, make it to make money, and two, being a good steward of what God has already given me right now. And I've spoken with a lot of um, Christian female entrepreneurs to be specific, and some of the reoccurring money uh, stories that I hear is like, I shouldn't have a lot of money or feeling guilty for having a lot of money or associating that if they get a lot of money, it's going to change them. But when in actuality, you have to look at money as currency, as resource, as just kind of like an, like a flow, it goes and comes. It's only going to manifest what's already inside of you. So the, your duty is to build your character as a godly woman, to be steward of what you currently have. Um, so that when you do have that abundant overflow, six figures, multiple six figures, um, quarter of a million or wherever you want to go, you don't get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, that was something big that I had to work on personally too, is like, I remember having this moment of um, just being confronted with that. Like, I'm not stewarding this little money that I have right now. How can I expect God to give me more? Um, and it was a really hard thing to be confronted with. Um, I know for me personally, but it is true. Like exactly what you said of it's, it's building your character. Um, I'm actually reading, um, obedience over hustle right now. I'm blanking on the author's name. Um, and I was just, you know, I, I opened it when my daughter was playing at the playground the other day and she was talking about, um, comparing skydiving to like your faith journey and just like it's it's like you know if you're learning to skydive you start on the ground and you have little lessons that like build up your skills and then eventually you can skydive solo and it was the same with like faith like your faith journey in terms of like you know talking about obedience which is the topic of the book um there's little things that we have to do and we want to like do these big, amazing things, but it's like, you know, again, you know, I want to make six figures so that I can like, you know, live off 10% of my income and donate or whatever it is. Like you have these big goals, but it's like, but if you're not like being obedient in the little things right now and, and taking baby steps in terms of like, you know, growing your maturity, growing your faith, um, and your obedience, like you're, you can't just expect to jump from, you know, zero to 100. Yes. You know what? Let to add on to that. Okay. So I'm, I used to do a lot of mindset, um, a few months back and, um, uh, a couple years back with not a couple, like a year back <laughs> <laughs> with, um, with a couple of my coaching clients. And there's a such thing that you guys heard it before too, probably is acting as it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a brain priming one-on-one. You need to mm-hmm. get into that mental space, uh, feel it, taste it, sense it. So that way it's easier for you to act in alignment to that. So if you are saying when I hit six figures, when I hit a quarter of a million, I'm going to donate half my money to charities because that's honestly what's in your heart and that's what you desire. Then I challenge you, and this is what I did as well. I challenge you to look at your current budget, look at your finances, and um, for example, my one of my passions is human trafficking, right? So maybe I can't give a hundred thousand dollars like I want to for to impact that cause, but can I give fifty dollars a month? Can you give 
$20 a month? Can you give 100? What in your budget right now can you do to contribute to the cause? Because you're priming yourself right now. You're doing the same actions you're going to do when you hit that financial revenue that you want. Because we all say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know until you have it. You don't know what you don't know. And so I would say start practicing everything you want to do right, uh, right now that you think you would want to do in the future so that there is no such thing as I'm going to lose myself because premature success will destroy you. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. hundred percent. Um, the first business coach that I worked with, she had us do something similar in terms of, um, I remember it was like part of a program and the first kind of like pre-work was to, um, one of the steps was to write out like the kind of life that you want to live and, you know, different, um, different aspects of that. And then she had us go and like circle what we could actually take action on right now. And it was surprising how much of that, you know, it's like the, like the future, like future casting of like, someday I'm going to do this and like simple things. Like I want to start my morning every morning. I'm not going to look at my phone right away. You know, like what's your ideal morning? And it definitely would not be looking at Instagram first thing in the morning. <laughs> it was things like that where I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally take action on that now. And that example that you gave is perfect too of like, if you want to donate X amount of money every year, it's like, well, are you tithing 10% right now? Can you give 20 bucks, $10 a month, like something, anything? Um, yeah, because it, I mean, to me, that's what separates the, the people who get stuck in like this dreamer state where they don't actually take action versus people who are like, okay, well I can do stuff right now. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to overly romanticize the future and act like in this moment I'm stuck and I can't do anything. Cause exactly. like, I so believe that we're always exactly where God needs us to be. So it's like, yeah. there's always purpose here that we can live out too. And we can't, you know, can't forget about the present moment. Yeah. And you know, and even if you like, if any of your listeners are, you finding yourself is like, okay, but I don't even have a $20 to give a dollar to put away. Um, I'm literally going down to that low because if that's, if that is what God is pulling, putting in your heart, it's for a very specific reason. You don't wait five, 10 years and then do it. Just start with what you have and what you have is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we might've talked about this before, but I recently read profit first at the beginning of the year. And he uses that principle of like, start super small, like take 1% of your business revenue and put it into savings. And it's so insignificant that it's like, you can't not do it. And the whole point is to just get in the habit. It's like, if you don't start with something small now, like you're not going to start. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah, you nailed it. Basically, I have this saying that I got from somebody, so it's not even mine. <laughs> I remember the person either. It's the small, consistent steps over time that will produce the big result. And I say that over and over because it's true. The thing is that we have such a big vision that we get overwhelmed by our own vision. <laughs> And so what happens is that we end up doing nothing. But if you have a big vision, okay, create that vision board. That's there. It's there. Every year, create 
a, a goal board, a vision board for that year that's aligned to that big vision. And then after that, look it up in months and weeks. You know what I mean? Don't do those baby steps that don't feel so overwhelming. And sooner or later, you're going to see like, oh my gosh, I'm growing. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting to the path that I want to go. I've, I've paid this big bill that I dreamed of paying. You know what I mean? And I know I had a huge bill this year that I that I put it on my vision board for this year to pay. I already paid it. <laughs> and I was like, wow. You know what I mean? But it's those things that what can you do now? Maybe you can't get rid of $50,000 in debt, but can you get rid of $3,000 in debt? And do you have a bill that you could get paid and put that on, on this year? and mm -hmm. work towards that so it's it's looking at it in the minute things that you can do because because it does it, our vision and our dreams can become overwhelming but if you break them down it's a lot more accomplishable right yeah and especially especially when we're talking about money um debt payoff is a perfect example i know i um I went a long time without like setting up any system for that. And it's like, well, no wonder I'm not moving forward with, you know, paying off debt that I want to, because if you feel like it's so big and so overwhelming, like it's, I mean, that goes with anything, but especially finances and you might, um, I mean, again, it, it goes back to what I was reading in obedience over hustle. And I'm trying to remember the guy's name because she, <laughs> she was bringing it back to um, the story in the Bible of like the army commander who had the skin. Uh, no <laughs> leprosy. I think, I think it was that he had leprosy. I wish I could remember his name because when <laughs> I look it up later, but I, it was the, like where he has to go the Jordan river and like dunk himself underwater seven times. And like, I guess I hadn't thought that much about the story. Like it seemed just like a story of obedience, but like she was focusing on the point of like, he got mad because what he was being told to do was so simple. And I was like, oh. <laughs> wow. Like he wanted some big grand thing. And it was just like this really simple, like go to a river, dunk yourself seven times. I'm like, you'll be good. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, so yeah, the, the, it's just, it's funny because it's like the simplest things of, you know, setting aside a little bit of money, making that little plan to pay off debt. Like it's so simple that we don't do it, which doesn't make any sense because it's so easy to do. I know. And it's in speaking on money, like specifically on money, here's the thing that for a long time, I found out that I'm the avoidance type of person that when conflict arises or when discomfort, I like to avoid and hide away, right? Mm -hmm. So money was associated in a negative term. So I would try to avoid it, mm -hmm. right? I didn't like paying my bills or, or just different things. I would try to avoid it. And so there's some people that are like, they avoid it. And then there's some that are kind of like reactive and then, and, and it brings on negative emotions or frustrated and a lot of different things. I think it's really important to identify what it is and clear up or reframe and create new money stories. And I know it sounds so like cliche, um, but no, like the Bible says, there is power in your tongue. You know what I mean? There's death and life in, in the power in your tongue. Um, so what I started doing is I started creating affirmations. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, but they don't work. No, they do work. Maybe you're doing them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is if you're in debt on the brink of bankruptcy the way I was um, a year and a half ago, 
and I'm having an affirmation, I'm a millionaire, there's just something not clicking there. There's a little disconnect, yeah. (laughs) Therefore, your brain can't comprehend, can't get into that mindset of I'm a millionaire versus um, God is entrusting me with money. You know what I mean? I, I, I am learning how to spend money. Um, money is not good or bad. It's just a resource. Like those small affirmations as paving the way into ultimately having like a millionaire mindset or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's starting where you are and just that one step forward affirmation. Yeah. Versus that affirmations that's like a hundred steps forward and you can't even feel it you can't you're like oh you're saying them is not working just one step forward affirmations um will help get you there and propel you there you know what i mean undoing those really strongholds honestly mm-hmm. that um that we all have in certain areas and blockages uh when it comes to money paying our bills and becoming better stewards and just being open to whatever god wants to give us mm-hmm. yeah even um as you're saying that, I'm thinking of an example for me, something that I had to, you know, looking at like a one step affirmation. Um, I remember having to really, um, embrace the fact that money is neutral, kind of like what you're saying. Like, it's not, you know, it can be used for bad. It can be used for good, but like when you get to the heart of it, it's like money itself is neutral. Like it's not, you know, it's not this bad thing. Um, it's also not the solution for all your problems. So thinking of like, like, I love that you said that in terms of like, what are, what are the strongholds? What are the, the hurdles, um, that you're bumping into right now that it's like, I can't even like look ahead at me dealing, like, I can't even imagine myself making 5k or 10k a month. Um, because I'm just so stuck in like whatever these beliefs are and even maybe writing it out, like, you know, I don't know, just like brain dumping of like, this is what I think about money and just kind of venting. And that'll probably (laughs) uncover the things that you are thinking and you can take those negative beliefs or those frustrations that you have and kind of look at like, how can I, you know, shift those little things? Um, yeah, that's, that's such a good point. Um, what was that? Undoing some of the, some of the hurt that we are causing ourselves, um, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I really, I totally resonate with what you were saying in terms of like being the kind of person who kind of like sticks their head in the sand when it's like, there's a problem. Cause I totally did the same thing. And I remember, um, you know, finally putting on a brave face and being like, okay, I'm going to add up the debt that I have and I'm going to face the numbers. Um, and sometimes it's like those little things like that, like <laughs> I can tell by your face that you, you experience the same thing. That was such a big deal. I, I put that off for so long. And when I did it, it was like, okay, like I can move forward now because I know where I'm at. Like it's, It's those kind of little steps that are so simple, Mm -hmm. but we don't do it because we're like, I just want to get out of it. I just want to be making this much so I can, but it's like, okay, but do the little simple things that you can do now. Um, Because I know in my own personal financial growth journey, um, taking those little steps, it was just like massive weights being lifted 
um, each time I took a little simple step like that. And it was each time I do that and continue to do steps like that, um, it's always such a beautiful reminder of like, you know, we don't have to have it all figured out. Like we just need to take like one little step now. Um, and we don't have to worry about, you know, how we're going to get way down the road. We can just look at where we're at right now. Absolutely. And I want to, I want to chime in to whoever's listening right now, because right now I started, you're talking about that and you brought me back to that. And what I felt right now, like I'm, I'm very in tune with my body feels. And, and when I start feeling anxiousness, fear, or any type of negative emotion, I start feeling it like in my center and I start feeling mm-hmm. that pressure there. So I'm feeling it right now. And so I want, because I'm, this, the topic about money um, could become complicated if you let it be complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are in that space where even jotting down all of your bills, all of your expenses, all of your debt, if that is scary for you, I want you to allow yourself to feel that like it is. But in the Bible, it says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. Think about it spiritually. You know what I mean? Release the stronghold from your life and you can do it. Even if it's as simple as jotting it down on a piece of paper, because it was really difficult for me. And Natalie said it was difficult for her. And I understand that. But just think about a year or two years from now when you're going to be able to like finally get out of that hole and be able to breathe, Mm -hmm. pursue your calling with confidence, with freedom, the way God intended you to be. Um, Be okay with your beginning wherever you are. It doesn't matter wherever you are. Um, You know what I mean? There's always opportunity to grow um, and you are not behind because we are all living this life and we're just all learning from one another. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember really having to, I could look back, I've got pages and pages in my journal. I feel like most of last year was like, most of my journal was, you know, money related. Um, and I know I really had to focus on the fact that like God is bigger than this. And like, there's no money problem that's, you know, so big that he can't help, you know, like it's, it's not, it feels so permanent. And so, um, just like this insurmountable mountain, cause I've totally been there and I've totally felt that where it's like, this is impossible. I'm going to be here forever. I'm just stuck in this situation forever. Um, but obviously we know that's not the truth and adding to what you just said in terms of, yeah, adding up the bills, adding up, just getting all that stuff out there. Um, I feel like it's very similar to, I know I've shared this in past episodes in terms of like, um, if you are feeling, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, in the interview that I did with Merit Ansa, we were talking about like that your voice matters and like overcoming, um, just like negative self-talk. And we, and I remember we talked about in there that like, if you're feeling nervous to say something or you're feeling awkward, like there's so much power in just like saying it and putting it out there because it, it's like just keeping those thoughts in your head totally blows it out of proportion. It just feels so real or overwhelming or whatever. And I feel like it's the same thing with money where it's like, it just, 
debt feels so overwhelming or scarcity mindset. Like, you know, you, I never have enough money. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Like that feels so overwhelming. And it's so hard. Like we've both shared to just like look at the numbers and face the facts. But I remember feeling so much relief when I could look at the numbers physically on my screen and see them. And it like, it takes away the, the scariness, the, the power of those numbers to be able to look at it logically and be like, oh, I can see where I can cut down on this or like, this is the problem. Like it just, it brings so much clarity to the situation when you get it out there and it like takes away that, that power instead of keeping it like bottled up, you know, inside of you. Absolutely. And then you're able to just be like, well, I see you and you ain't going to overcome me. I got you. You don't got me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, my little Latin spice had a get there. <laughs> I was like, I'm being so homeboy. You are not going to control me. <laughs> I love it. Money is just neutral. It's just there. Mm-hmm. It has nothing on us. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's a number. Like, it's not, exactly. it's not a death sentence. It's a number. <laughs> I know. So, can I, can I say about what I started doing, like creating healthy money stories? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure you guys too, um, you write down your bills every single month. What I started doing is I started doing little gratitude notes because there's true power in gratitude. Um, and so every time like I would, you know, let's say um, payday would come and you would get your money, you'd be like, thank you, God, um, for supplying me uh, all my needs. Thank you, God, for my job. When you need to pay big bills like your mortgage, student loans, or anything like that. So I am thankful I have a place to live. You know what I mean? Writing it as, as you pay the bill and you cross it off, before you cross it off, I would suggest writing a note right next to it because it changes your perspective on I need to go pay my bill mm-hmm. versus I have the privilege to have the money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's a total different mindset and it's a shift. But it's mm-hmm. also that shift will, will enable, like it, it's going to unlock a different type of thinking, mindset, way of living, and also you running your business. Um, I shared this earlier this week um, because I heard this as well. I need to get the sources for some of the things I say. <laughs> I've, I've like, that's, that's not right. <laughs> but it's not mine either. <laughs> um, your business is only able to grow no your business is only able to grow to the extent you are willing to heal Mm, that's good and so if your money blockage bondage it's rooted in insecurities you've had from your childhood like you are not worthy enough you like just different things like everything comes from a different pattern so you need to go in the source, heal what's going on, reframe your mindset, create new healthy stories that serve you, that serve um, you as a daughter of the living king, so that you're able to tap into that mindset that he wants you to, that kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share a tip that I just thought of now too. And I do want to say, um, that we'll share some resources at the end of this. I've been jotting down um, some, and I know Yolanda's got a great resource for you guys. Um, one like tangible tip that's really helped me um, is in terms of just like um, 
kind of ties back to the saying of like what you focus on grows. And so if you feel like you're like constantly checking your bank account because you're scared about like, I don't know, like I I've been in that place where I was like looking at it like almost every day. Um, and when you feel like you don't have enough, like you're just focusing on there's not enough in my bank account or like, how am I going to pay this? Or like, I wish I had more money or whatever it is. Um, one of the resources I'm going to share at the end I got from this book and it's to set two days a month where you go in and like pay all the bills for that half of the month or whatever. Um, and for me, it's the 10th and the 25th because I was following what was in this book. Um, and as soon as I started implementing that, I was like, Oh, like it just, it, it was a perfect example of what you focus on grows. And so when I'm not focusing on, you know, looking at the numbers in my bank account, when I was feeling scarcity around my bank account, it just lifted like this, you know, this, this heavy weight again. Um, and it's so, it's, it's almost like so heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that weight on you. Mm-hmm. You're able to focus on things that God really does want you to focus, uh, which is not in your bank statement, not in your bank account. You just mm-hmm. take your business and keep living your life. And that's just going to like an ecosystem. It's just going to keep evolving. It's going to, money's going to go, money's going to come, money's going to go, money's going to come. Um, but it's definitely, it's a heavy weight, but it's completely possible. And when that weight lifts up, you will be able to focus on the big business growth the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing I just thought of too is, and this is going to sound ridiculous because it is ridiculous. Like if you're like me and you had not previously set up like a simple budget in terms of like, I use like a simple like 50, 30, 20. Um, and then I have like literally different bank accounts. And as soon as I started implementing that in terms of like, anytime I get paid, I immediately, you know, calculate 50%, 30%, 20% distribute it to the different bank accounts. Like that was another thing too, that was so freeing for me where I was like, ah, this is what, this is how it's supposed to work. Um, it's so funny how we resist like budgets or any sort of like structure because we think it's going to be like restricting, but it's so freeing. That is, oh my God. I, I do similar, but not the whole, I don't structure it as like, um, like the 15, 20 and all that stuff, but I do Mm -hmm. have different bank accounts for different things. And yes, like if you, like if you're a single implement, if you're with your, if you're with your partner, with your, with um, your spouse, like implement it because that has been a big game changer. Like I have like the savings, I have like the business, I have like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you, you might feel like it's too much, but you're able to separate everything to where it needs to be and just don't think about that. Right. Um, so I would love before we kind of share like the, the money and money mindset resources, I would love if we could talk about a little bit, um, the like big beliefs that you had to kind of overcome. Um, and I know I've got a few to add into, so I would love Mm -hmm. to hear like, what were ones that you had to really, like, what comes to mind in terms of like, when I, shifted this belief it really helped me move forward okay I know we shared like the money being neutral I know was a big one like money isn't bad um 
So I think that I couldn't trust myself with money. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. I couldn't trust myself because um, I would make promises to myself and not like get it done, not do them. And I would break them. Um, but I had to tell myself kind of like the scripture that I shared earlier, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. This is a spiritual battle. I can do this. Yes, I can. I can do all things through Christ. I trust myself Mm -hmm. to be a good steward to what God has given me right now. And it was hard. It was really hard. But now I could say, I could confidently say, I do trust myself because it's something that I've worked on. Um, and I, pride, and if, I pride myself. And of course, there's times where it's like, oh, I, I get a little wonky for a week and I go on a sp- like spending and I'm like, what did I do? I'm not perfect. But overall, mm-hmm. um, that weight is lifted up. And I said, I desire to be a steward of whatever God has given me. That's just a core desire um, as a daughter. Yeah. That includes money. Uh, that's a big one I had to overcome. But I know spending for me was associated a lot with emotional, uh-huh. like, uh, like it was like soothing me. Like I was coping shopping and it felt good. And I was like, that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to repair that. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to both of those, especially I've already shared with you, um, when I realized that I was telling myself I was bad with money, that I couldn't trust myself with money. It's like, well, obviously if you're believing that, if you're telling yourself that you're like giving yourself a permission slip to continue to not steward it well. Um, And you kind of touched on this earlier in our conversation where you said um, in terms of like affirmations or like just changing how you're um, believing something you gave a perfect example of like, I am learning to steward my money. Well, instead of being like, I am an excellent steward of my money. And then your brain's like, no, you're not. (laughs) But when, (laughs) but when you are putting in that simple phrase of like, I am learning to, or I am beginning to believe that money is neutral or whatever it is. So it's like, you're just gradually easing and it's like, okay, I can maybe not fully get on board with the fact that money is neutral right now because I feel like it's totally evil and controlling my life or wherever (laughs) I've totally been there. Um, But if you can just like kind of ease yourself into it and be like, okay, I can get on board with beginning to believe that. And so it's not totally, um, you know, it's not like affirmations aren't meant to trick you. Like, I feel like that's where, when you mentioned earlier of like, um, saying like, I'm a millionaire when you're, you know, near bankruptcy, like, obviously your brain's not dumb. Like you can't trick your brain into thinking like, yes, I am a millionaire. Uh, but you can like take those little steps. Or money, like money will change you. Yeah. Money won't change me. I know that's one. That's a big one with Christians. Uh huh. And they like, I feel like the biggest one is fear of success. Yeah. People don't know that that's there, but that's rooted on in money is going to change me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you start fixing that, like, no, it's not going to change me because this is who I am. I'm going to continue being this person. And that's why I, I talked about, okay, so what do you want to do when you, when you're a millionaire? What do you want to do when you hit six figures? Well, can you do that right now in a small scale? Yeah. So that way you start practicing right now and you embody who you 
think you want to be when you hit that and there's no change there's you know what I mean so there's that bridge again it's all about creating bridges like everywhere yeah I love that that's such a good point um I know something that in terms of like that that fear of success, which is totally a real thing. I used to think people were crazy when they said that. And then I realized I was totally in that. Um, When I was kind of looking at like, okay, money won't change me. Like, what am I? um, Actually, let me backtrack. So I realized that when I was thinking about like money won't change me, I realized when I think of my ideal lifestyle, I love tiny houses. Me and my daughter, both my daughter's five. And she's been asking me lately, like, can we get a tiny house? And I'm like, well, yeah, I would love to. We can't right now. But um, like when I think of my ideal lifestyle, that is honestly living the dream for me. I want to have a tiny house. I am like a little hippie. So I would love to have like, you know, all organic food, like very minimal possessions. Like that is honestly living the dream for me. And I remember, um, I remember having a conversation with someone and it just suddenly made me aware of the fact that like, I was thinking that money would change me. And so I was resisting the idea of making more because I was like, but this is my ideal lifestyle and I don't need that much money to live my ideal lifestyle. But it's like, well, I can do a lot with like, you know, with having, if, if this is my dream to live in a tiny house and live off of um, little in terms of being more like self-sustainable, there's a whole lot of good that I could do with more money. Like that's a good problem to have. And it was just, again, making that bridge of like, actually money won't change me. It will one make, you know, my dream lifestyle reality, but also allow me to create change and, you know, give to bigger purposes and stuff. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, and I think a lot of people are probably similar, you know I mean? We don't mm-hmm. want that mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe possibly, you know, it goes down to scripture that whatever you owe, if you're, if you owe so much money, um, there's a scripture in the Bible and I can't think about it, but it talks about like, if basically you are like the slave to the master and stuff like that, Yeah, that's possibly what's going on. And I know mm-hmm. one of my deep desires is to become debt free. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a desire for a lot of people, but if you're constantly filling it in with like, um, shopping therapy and stuff like that you're never really going to get there um you know what I mean and your dream life maybe for like for a lot of people it doesn't have to be like super glamorous it's just really is debt free but you have to get down to the root of it mm-hmm. and I and you know I tell myself all I want is like a, a spacious clean home and all kinds of different things and I just want um, to go on mission trips and all that stuff. And it, it takes money. It takes money to make an impact. Money is not bad. Money is not bad. Money is not bad. <laughs> Draw that in your head. <laughs> it's not money that's bad. Um, we just need to reframe a lot of things that's internal within ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Um, well, I would love to share some resources. I've got a few that have been like complete game changers for me. Um, in my life and just the way that I look at money and then specifically in my business too. Um, but I know that you have a resource I'd love for you to share, um, with the listeners. And then if there's anything else, like any books that you've read or podcasts or something that you can think of off the top of your head, I would love to hear that. 
Well, I am a fan of Dave Ramsey. He's a little over the top sometimes and like hits my feelings all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this, there's a quote that has helped me not spend. And it's live like no one else so that later you can live like no one else. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I had the finances to buy this beautiful car that I wanted. <laughs> um, and I, I was about to say I was about to get it. <laughs> and then what did my husband say? He pulled that quote on me because do I need it? No, I don't need it right now. That's yeah. the reality of it. Um, and so find those scriptures, those verses that are going to stop you in your tracks. And that mm-hmm. has been um, a, uh, a quote that has stopped me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, that's the first thing. Uh, know what works for you. Um, and so everybody's different. So what you're going to find is that you're probably going to look at all these resources and you're going to see which one uh, fits with you. I, I was at the same time I was listening to Dave Ramsey. I, I listened a little bit, a little a tiny bit to Grant Cardone because he's over the top too. Um, but the way he's just kind of obsessive with an idea, that's kind of how I want to be obsessive over tackling on my debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to wipe that clean because I don't want, I don't, I don't desire to be a slave (laughs) to know like, you know, agencies or anybody who I owe money. And that's just a dream that I have that I know I'm going to see, um, come to life. And so, um, just looking at, to see what works for you. And I also created, um, my own money affirmations that kind of helped me get into that mindset, reframe some of those beliefs that I've had and that I've shared, um, with other people, um, to help them just release those negative emotions, um, from you even jotting down your bills, from you even, you know, dealing with money, money stories you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll put the link in the show notes for that. Um, so if you're interested in grabbing that, you can find that. And then I did want to add to, I know that if you don't resonate with Dave, Dave Ramsey, cause I don't either, um, <laughs> necessarily, I mean, there's, there's a few things that, um, like the snowball method and stuff, but, um, his daughter, Rachel Cruz, I didn't realize she was his daughter right away, but she's got her, her own like podcast. And I know I've listened to it a handful of times. Um, and she's much softer in her approach. So I thought I would just mention that because, <laughs> cause I think that's a really great resource. Um, and she's got her own style. Um, I might've shared this with you before Yolanda, but I know there's, there's three books that have been like total game changers for me. Um, the first one that I read was called redeeming money. Um, I'll, I'll put, I think his name is David Paul Tripp or Paul David Tripp. Um, but that is just all about like putting money in the perspective of God. Um, that's a really great, like heart check book. Um, and then also Poverty, Riches, and Wealth by Chris Volaton. Um, that is excellent. I've read that twice now and it's definitely like, I, it's got so much like underlined and highlighted in there. Um, and then in terms of like tangible, um, systems, Profit First is a really great book. Um, it's, it's meant to be like a business system, but that's what for me personally helped me also put like a, um, kind of modified the system to use in my own personal finances. Um, it's just this whole, I mean, profit first is for business. Like you're always, you know, 
even if you're starting with 1%. You're saving 1% of everything that comes in your business bank account. And it's so simple and so easy, you can't not do it. And you're getting in that habit. Um, and then in terms of personal finances, like the way that you can apply it is like doing the same thing with like saving a teeny tiny bit, even if it's a dollar, like put a dollar in your savings account, something. So you get in the habit of every time you get paid, you put a dollar or 1% in your savings account. Again, so simple that you can't not do it and you'll get in the habit and it gets easier. Um, and the book in general too is very, um, down to earth. I know I was as soon as I started reading it, I realized how refreshing it was. Like it's, it's totally not the kind of book where it's like, I'm talking to you from my pedestal up here. If I've got money figured out, like he starts the book by sharing his money mess and the big, huge, you know, mountain of debt that he was in, which for most average people is going to make your debt look like nothing. So, um, those are the three books that I highly recommend, um, that everyone checks out if you haven't. I definitely started listening to some of the books that you work and they're amazing. And I think it just goes to show there's so many resources, but find the thing that's going to work for you. I kind mm -hmm. of like, I get a little bit of, out of a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know what I mean? Just make it work for you. For you. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I've done. Yeah, I agree. So I would love if you could share where people can find you online if they want to connect with you more. Sure. You, um, you could find me. I also have a podcast called Confident Christian Female Entrepreneur um, on iTunes, Spotify, um, and so different other areas. So you could find me there or on my Instagram at She's Called and Confident. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I feel like this is such um, such a good conversation, such a real conversation, which is what I'm all about. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.